There were days where I was not productive for every hour that I was at work. No, no, that's not true. That can't be true. With our listeners, I mean, I, probably not. <laughs> Jay, start the timer for real this time. I think I forgot to say that last episode. That's Is why that why? Start timer. I don't think See, I said it. Oh, it's on man. me. I was blaming you. I still should have known. Me. Now I'm going to take the blame. I, oh, there's enough blame. Send to me around. to detention. Welcome I'll go to the detention. To the okay, Trav. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You take this one. You take the fall. Welcome to the podcast, the behind-the-scenes, unfiltered, no-holds-barred look at the realities of the location-independent lifestyle from two guys who are living that lifestyle. I'm Trav, and I guess I'm detention-free. My buddy took the blame for me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'll, uh, I'll have a hot pocket waiting for you after, after your detention. Come over to my house. We'll have a hot pocket. I'm right um, Jason, and I once got suspended from high school, three days out of school for uh, forgery creating a fake note on my car to in order to have parking when I wasn't allowed to have a fake parking pass that I created. It worked for a long time until it didn't work. But the great thing was, Trav, that uh, at that point in time, for some reason, the school said no more in-school suspensions. Uh, so you only could get out of school suspensions. So, I mean, three days out of school was kind of like a reward. I think my friends cut with me one day and we went bowling. That was like one day. I think my girlfriend at the time came over another day. That was fun. So, you know, it was a, it was a nice, yeah, I bet that leisurely was three, three days off of high school there. <laughs> I've always, yeah, I've always thought the out of school suspension being the worst thing. Now I never had out of school suspension. Uh, I only like was I, I don't even think I had in school suspension maybe maybe but if I did it was only like half a day or something um, I guess I was too much of a goody two shoes to be rolling with your crowd Jay the skater crowd suspended but um, <laughs> I, I I always thought out of school what I'm like okay if these kids are bad why are you letting them not come to school like now some kids might have parents who are really upset by it that's fine but Ultimately, it did. It seemed like a bit of a reward because especially in that day and age, Jay, without a lot of people working from home, usually people's parents weren't going, especially if you're a high school kid, weren't going to take off their work to sit home with you. So it's like, okay, now you're put, letting a high school stay <laughs> at home with no one around after they've right. been bad. Doesn't make any sense. Uh, I mean, nobody like said institutions system. make sense. Isn't uh, being in school and the school experience essentially just an in-school suspension? Aren't students just being suspended in school <laughs> i mean that's a little harsh i i as a former high school teacher i'm like i take that to heart a little bit but um i would say that your return on investment for that pass i mean three days of out of school suspension i don't know how long oh, it lasted wow. you but it seems like a no-brainer to me dude we talked about no-brainers in another podcast that's mm -hmm. a no-brainer right three four months of parking for a couple of days of out of school suspension Beautiful. yeah i'll take it i'll take it um Talk about institutions. One of the things we want to chat about today, or not one of, the thing we want to talk to you about is how to go from a an employee to an entrepreneur mindset because these are completely different types of mindsets and you, you really do have to change 
your brain and the way that you think about work and the way, honestly, that you think about your life and, and your day in general in order to effectively move from an employee to entrepreneur mindset. And when we talk about this today, we're going to give you some things that we have seen, like the way our mindset has shifted from being a past employee, I mentioned that I was a high school teacher. That was my last quote unquote regular job, right? As an employee. Um, Jay, you've done basically like, and I mean this seriously, every single job a human oh, yeah, yeah. could every ever single job. imagine. Yes, every single one. No. <laughs> every single job. Um, but I'll mention stuff to Jay. I'll be like, oh yeah, this job would be kind of cool. He's like, oh yeah, I did that for like seven days one one summer. <laughs> I'm like, what? We've known each other for like eight years and you're still throwing a, yeah, I was like a tour, a hiking guide through Yosemite one summer. And I'm like, how, how did I not know that? You know, you just always come up with these <laughs> random gigs that you've done, which is cool. So you've been an employee in many, 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 many different facets. And now obviously I've moved to an entrepreneur. And the thing that I want just to say right off the bat with this, because we're going to tell you how our mindset has changed and how you can start thinking about things differently, is that this doesn't happen by snapping your fingers. And it's not something that has to happen right off the bat. We're not saying to be a successful entrepreneur, you need to sit down and change your mindset right away because it is something for us that has happened over a period of years. But we want you to be aware of the things as they are changing to maybe help maybe help you fast track those changes or at least be cognizant of those changes mm -hmm. as they're happening. Yeah, like you said, I mean, it's something you have, to, each person has to go through individually. And I always say that entrepreneurship is one of the sneakiest self-development tools out there, right? And part of this shift from employee to entrepreneur mindset set is, uh, it really, for me, it's been uh, a lot of self-development and working on, on myself and learning how to reframe the way I, I think. And, uh, yeah, let's let's kind of get into it because we got we got some points to cover here. Yeah, we just wanted to rip off. The best way for us to do this is talk about the shifts that we've seen, and then kind of like if they need ex explanation, kind of going off on that. And the first, the the biggest one, Jay, for me, or or, or maybe the one that is most in your face, I think, is tied around money, because the one of the toughest things to do when you are leaving an an employed job and 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 even if you've already uh, started your side hustle and you've built a business to a degree is this idea that you're leaving quote unquote stability and a stable paycheck right now we could go we've done plenty of podcasts about why betting on yourself um is is actually the most stable thing you can do versus relying on someone else for a paycheck we're not going to get too into that right away but one of the neat things about being an entrepreneur is that your money isn't tied to time, right? It's not always, we should say. Sometimes it is, but you're not sitting there and saying, okay, I worked this many hours and I'm getting paid this per hour. Now, there are people who are entrepreneurs who do still work hourly and that's totally fine, but a lot of entrepreneurs start creating things that allow them to not work hourly and allow them, and I don't want to say make passive income because passive means they don't do anything, but but to make income passively at times. For example, you could go and uh, you know join our location indie community when it's open, and we might not actively be working at that moment that you hit join, but yet stuff comes into our bank account. Now we have worked before to get it ready to join. We've worked to build it. We'll be with you after you join. But it's a little bit more like the act of when someone's paying you can be at a time when you are actively not sitting at your desk doing. Yeah, some I mean sort of the work. easiest 
example of this is any e-commerce store, right? I mean, if you go and you buy something online and, and you know, Amazon, right? I mean, that's a huge company, but I mean, think smaller, think like, uh, you know, some, some online store that sells whatever basketball hoops and, uh, you know, you go on and buy one. I mean, there can be people all over the world buying them. And that person that owns that website is just, you know, sleeping or out for an, you know, playing basketball or whatever. So, um, yes, your money isn't tied to time. And when you, these are some of the positive mindsets to look at, right? Because a lot of the fear-based mindsets are the things that prevent people from actually leaving their job and taking the leap. So, and one of those things I want to bring up, which which is the next one, is this idea of, this took me a while to get my head around, Trav. Um, So like actually focusing on the idea of money isn't tied to time was an exciting sort of antidote to this uh, because when you leave your job or when you're planning on leaving your job, what you're seeing easily is what you, you're giving up, right? And the easiest thing to see that you're giving up, yes, you're giving up your colleagues and the work experience and you know, you're going into the unknown, but the, the hard number of what you make every week, your salary, right? If you're making a salary or what you bring in each week, whether it's $500 a week, $5,000 a week, whatever the case is, you know, you see that when you leave, that's just going to disappear. That's going to go away, right? So this idea of adjusting your mindset to the fact that you're now responsible for the the money that you bring in, and that might not come in consistently on a weekly basis in the way that you want or the way that you're used to for uh, quite some time. It, it can be like that, right? Until you get to a certain point in your business. So of course, that can be a goal. Some people can come right out of the gates and knock something out of the park. So I'm not saying it's impossible, but generally speaking, adjusting your mindset to this idea that, hey, like I'm going to make money from my business, but it might not be coming in in the exact way. Now, the exciting part to that is there's no ceiling on your income, right? So you can look and say, well, I make $5,000 a month. All right. Well, I might go to making zero a month for many months, but then one month, I might make $50,000 and it comes in in these like cash spurts. And that's kind of one of the things that helped me kind of figure out when to leave was as soon as I hit a certain monthly goal, I was like, wow, if I can do this in one month, you know, if I can make 10 or 20 grand or 30 grand in one month, then I can do that again, right? I could make like, you know, my former year's salary in one or two months. That's an incredibly exciting thing. So uh, not only is your money not tied to time, but there's no ceiling on your income, that can be the sort of antidote to this uh, this sort of lack, this focus on, hey, I'm giving up my salary, I'm giving this stuff up. Think about what you're what you're gaining or potentially gaining to kind of counteract that. Yeah, and I think it just takes more planning, and it did for me, right? It takes more planning, and it took me a lot longer of a runway to realize then, oh my gosh, even though money's coming in different ways each month or each year, I I finally hit a baseline that I was comfortable with. You know, like I couldn't sit there and say, oh, I know exactly how this money's going to come in this year, like you would if you were getting a salary. But it was after two or three years that I then realized, wait, we're coming close to this, almost the same number two or three years in a row. It looks different how it came in. But I'm finally confident that I am going to hit that baseline, even if I'm not exactly sure what it's going to look like. Um, so, th- you know, it does take some some time some t- to, to, to feel comfortable in that because it is a different mode of getting paid. 
Um, now, some of you won't have that. Some of you will be entrepreneurs, but you will have a more, uh, we'll call it like set income because you're working X amount of hours per week for a client and you know how much you're getting paid and what have you. But it, you know, some of you will be creating stuff that will have your cash come in in spurts. The other cool thing with this, Jay, is that not only money isn't tied to time, but time doesn't equal productivity. And I think people inherently know this, but yet we're still tied to this idea of an eight-hour workday or nine-hour workday or 10-hour workday, whatever it is. And I would venture a guess that 95% of people listening to this podcast would be able to look back on the last couple weeks of work that they've had and say, there have certainly been days where I didn't need to be there that long. Like there were days where I was not productive for every hour that no. I was at work. No, and that's so, not true. That can't yeah, be no. true. With our listeners, I mean, I, probably not. But, you know, I mean, obviously we're, 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 we're like joking. Like every one of us can sit there and say, Man, I got, you know, maybe this was four hours worth of work that I was able to get done that I got done in eight and I because I, I stretched it out or maybe I did it in four hours and then I just had to hang around because it was just expected of me. Now, because of the pandemic, because of COVID, some people have gotten a bit of taste of freedom with this, right? Like companies maybe are pulling off the reins a little bit or maybe you just have to be at your computer for eight hours a day, but you're at home. So it gives you a little, a bit of leeway, what have you. But this was a huge aha for me. And this was what's so awesome about build. This is one of the biggest benefits of building your own business and being an entrepreneur is that I could sit there and say, well, I've got three hours of work to do today. Let me sit down. Let me do it. And if I'm productive and get it done, then I've got 21 hours of the day that I don't have to worry about it. Right. I don't No one's telling me I have to sit there and show up just to show up. And I think that's probably one of the biggest gripes of people who are employees uh, is, well, why am I here? Like, w let me like give me the job to do. Let me do it, but don't hold me to a certain amount of time. It's such an antiquated way of looking at people's work. Is oh well, you just got to show up and punch the time card and be here. When so many people could be much more productive in a shorter mm -hmm. amount of time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's uh, it's liberating for sure to know that you can you can use leverage. You can use uh, you know your you can think in a different way and you can set yourself up to not have to work as much. That's just a fact. Yeah, you will. I will throw this caveat in here. You will probably feel guilty. And I oh, yeah. still do eight years later, Jay, some days where I'm like, I only work three hours a day and I find myself sitting there doing tasks or maybe not even really doing anything, just kind of like feeling guilty that I'm not working more hours because it's been so ingrained mm -hmm. to us that, oh my gosh, well, I should be working for these five, six, seven, mm -hmm. eight hours. And then when I have to, and, and I actually bought a pretty cool little, um, thing to track my time to help me with this so that I realize like when I am in that mode of not really accomplishing stuff, but kind of sitting there because I feel like I should be to, to realize when that's happening and say, dude, just give yourself a break. Like you did what you need to do. Get out of that mindset and mm -hmm. go because it is hard to break free of that mindset. Absolutely. For sure. You want to share another point here? Yeah, I think this was a big tipping point for me is that there is no right answer. So I remember when I first started blogging, Jay, I'd be like, okay, 
um, what's the best headline for this article or for this blog post? And I, it would take me hours sometimes to come up with a headline because I'd always say, well, this, what's is before, the right this is before this is before you had kids, get more course, clicks, right? When you, when you had hours right. to waste on a, a headline. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But it's the idea like what's going to get me more clicks? What's going to, what's going to be the best? What, what are people going to read? How should I do this the right way? And then it came down to, should I write short form articles? Should I write long form articles? Should I write three articles a day or one article a week? What is the right answer? And I was so stuck in this idea of like, what's the right way to do it? Because this was the first thing I did as an entrepreneur. I was actually still in my regular job teaching in Japan. And so I was stuck on this idea of what is the right answer. And it, 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 I had to keep telling myself and reminding myself, there isn't a right answer. Like you are doing this so that you can create what you want to create and not be told that it's wrong and also not be told that something's right and you have to do it a certain way. But we're so ingrained to think, oh my gosh, there's got to be one way to do this and I got to do it the right way or else why am I doing it? And that is completely opposite of an entrepreneurial Yeah, I mean, it's not just that. It's that just practically speaking, when you're in a job, generally, there's going to be somebody over you that's telling you, this is the right way, this is the wrong way, or this work you did is good. But And this is not a, the case across the board. I know some people, at, you know, all different types of jobs out there, right? So there are creative jobs and different things where you might not be judged in this way. But generally speaking, in a job, in a hierarchy of a, of a company, there's going to be somebody over you who's telling you if that was done correctly or not. And uh, when you are an entrepreneur, you are that person <laughs> making those calls. So in that way, you know, you got to develop good taste and you got to kind of get used to figuring out what is good enough, right? To put out there, whether it's a headline or a product or, or whatever. So yes, it's something to get used to. And I mean, I think that's the point of, of this, like you said in the beginning, Trav, it's not just um, these maybe things that can be uh, an antidote to some negative mindsets, but also uh, things to be aware of, things to get used to this idea that, hey, you're going to be the one in the position to make the call and there's no right answer. So, you know, don't waste hours picking the perfect headline like Travis. Just uh, pick one and, and move on with your life, right? Yeah. And when you're when you're feeling that way, just hear us in your heads when you're feeling like, well, what's the right answer? How should I be doing this? realize that there isn't a right answer realize that that's okay and as jay said pick the best like do the mm-hmm. best you can and then yep. move on uh one of the ways to to do that in a logical sense is set a date or a time hey this is going like i'm giving myself 10 minutes to do a headline and whichever's the best one that i come up with at the end of those 10 minutes is going up and i'm hitting publish right or i'm giving so myself three days parameters. in uh, ocean city new jersey in the dead of winter with no bars open Oh, yeah, no, I'm sorry. I'm getting sidetracked. We, we covered that in another podcast, I think. Yeah. Travis and I once we hold did. up, we true did. story, we hold up in a beach town for three days with nothing to do but but create the the community that we have now, Location Indie. But, yeah. um, you know, again, there was no right day. answer. We had to develop it, and then that was another example. We could go on and on. But let's, let's go to the next one, which is this idea of freedom to... Well, well I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, the next two kind of go with yes. this idea of no right answer, right? The, the next two points that I had written down is like you have the freedom to experiment and try stuff like that's the benefit of there being no right answers like you get to do it, especially if you're creating digital products, you know that you can try something and iterate on it 
very, 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 very quickly, right? So like, even if you write a blog post and someone's like, oh my gosh, you misspelled this and then blah, blah, blah. Okay, go back in and, and change it. You could change it right there. And that's the beauty of creating digital products. So you have the freedom to experiment and try stuff. And in fact, that that is something that you should lean into. More experiments and less what is the right answer. And then on top of that, this next point is that confidence comes from building something that doesn't exist. So as an employee, a lot of times your your value and, and the value you put in yourself and the confidence that you have in the job and all that kind of stuff comes from someone above you saying, that was awesome. You kicked butt in that presentation. And, and listen, it's great. Like we're not telling you that people shouldn't tell you how great you're doing, but it's tied to someone again, usually above you or someone in the company giving you praise and you saying, oh, this is cool. Like I did do a good job, right? Versus when you're, and we're getting buzzed out here by Chris. We got one more after this to wrap it up. But when you're an entrepreneur, your confidence comes from building something that didn't exist before and then serving those clients and customers and the feedback coming from them. So as opposed to a boss telling you, hey, you did a great job. Now the boss or, or the people giving you the feedback is the people who you are serving. And so that's an awesome feeling, right? Because you're serving these people and you're helping them get a result. And all of a sudden, that's where you get to cut, uh, draw your confidence from. Is like, wow, people love what I'm doing. I, I'm so glad to hear that. And I built something that didn't exist before, right? Like if I hadn't done this, it would their life wouldn't have changed. And that's a pretty empowering thought. Yeah, I mean, and you can also say that confidence comes internally as well, right? Like you can get some internal confidence where that's where the sneaky self-development comes in, right? It's like, wow, this is uh, this didn't exist and now and now it does and this is helping all these people and it's making this impact or, or whatever the case is. This is pretty cool and, and you know, I was a big part of building this or I, I did build this and you probably had help and, and mentorship and, you know, people help you along the way and everything like that. But ultimately... Um, like you said, it's not as much the external validation, uh, although that's very good when it's coming from your customer base, right? But the internal validation of your ability to sort of uh, create something that didn't exist before. And that ties in with the final point I wanted to make, which is this idea of you're creating your own destiny, right? I think this is a good one to latch on to when you are stuck in the the sort of the mindset of, oh my gosh, am I giving up my career? Am I giving up everything that I, I worked for? Am I throwing away my degree if I don't keep at this job? Am I throwing away you know, my 401k and all this stuff? I mean, there, there are certain things that you give up for sure, but you're also gaining this idea of creating your own desti destiny, which means you know you can build it however you want. You can create the lifestyle that you want around it, right? Or we should say create the lifestyle first and then build the business around that. Um and yeah, just, I mean, there, there are so many parts uh, of building your own destiny. Like another example, Trav, is when you're building a business, it's like you're doing work and then it doesn't just sort of disappear, right? You're almost like building these assets for yourself that can exist on and on and on. So you might put a lot of time into something that you continue to reap the benefits of for an extended period of time. That might not be true with every part of your business our business, but there are certain aspects of your business that that will be true for. So again, as you're putting time into things, you're like, all right, I just created this asset. This is going towards, you know, the next thing I'm going to be doing. This is something that can 
benefit me for a long time. So, and, and, and just and lifestyle wise, to, of course, creating your own destiny. I mean, that's, a, it's very satisfying. And it goes back to then this idea of time doesn't equal productivity and money isn't tied to time, right? Because you've built assets that sometimes make sales for you in the future, even if you built them a year or two or three ago. Same with time. You've built stuff in the past that then you're building on. So maybe you're working eight hours a day as an entrepreneur to begin with or 10 hours a day, but you probably will start to see as you build assets, you start to work less and less amounts of time because you've started to realize what the things are that are most beneficial, the big levers that you should work on that can continue to build your business and it's not tied to a certain amount of time. It's more tied to a mindset of what, how can I think bigger and what do I need to do there? So um, as you shift from the employee to entrepreneur mindset, this is going to happen organically, right? But we want you to be aware that this is going to happen. We want you to look out for these things that we just talked about. And we want you to kind of think about how maybe you can start as this mindset shifts shift it a little quicker, right? As you're building your side hustle, ask yourself questions of like, all right, how many hours do I need to get done this? It might not be eight hours a day, right? It well, won't be eight hours a day if it's your side hustle, right? It certainly won't. And that's one of the reasons we, we prioritize people building side hustles because they, they have to be productive and efficient in their time because they're also working a regular job. Um, so just be aware of this employee to entrepreneur mindset shift. Uh, it will happen. It will happen organically. It'll take years. Uh, you're not like you don't go from one and then you get a certificate that says, now you have an entrepreneur mindset, you know, congratulations. Um, but it's part of the fun of the process as well. And we told you in the last podcast, enjoy the journey. This is one of the parts of enjoying the journey as well is the mindset shift that will occur within you and the confidence that will start to bubble up within you as you start creating your own thing versus just being It takes employed. time, but in, you know, if you're feeling weird or doubts or fears and all that, it's totally normal, just so you know. Uh, we went through it and everybody we work with, we hear these same sort of fears echoing throughout our... Uh, chamber and the things that we do all the time so uh, don't think you're weird or anything like that just remember there is a shift between the employee and the entrepreneurial mindset and it's not like a <laughs> not necessarily a smooth shift either it's more like a plate of spaghetti right you just kind of figure it out as you go but you will come out the other side so thanks for listening today yeah we'll chat with you guys soon see ya see ya